Will the rapture happen in 2023? Many say we can't know when the rapture will happen. But today, we're going to share undeniable reasons why the rapture is post-trib. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so happy you've joined us today. Today we are going to give you proof that the rapture is post-trib. So it's going to be quite interesting. You won't want to miss one moment of the End Time Show. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, do we actually have proof? Like proof that the rapture is post-trib, meaning... After the tribulation? We actually do. Proof? Yes, proof. Huh. Scripturally. Scripture. Well, so we're yeah. going to refer to Scripture today? Yeah, we're going to have to do that a little bit. Maybe we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> what what yeah. makes you want to talk about such a topic that could be so divisive? Well, uh, you know, Vince, we've talked about a lot of things this week, and we've talked about how close we are to that final seven years starting. So I've had a lot of people asking questions about that, you know, about the final seven years, about how long the tribulation is, about the timing of the rapture, which, you know, just saying the word rapture is kind of a a big deal because there's a lot of people that will say rapture is not in the Bible, which it's not. The word rapture is not in there. But when I think of the rapture, I'm referring to the resurrection. And so, you know, I mean, What do you mean the resurrection? Of Jesus? The resurrection of the dead and then us being changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, all that that's in the, the Bible and so much more. So not, not the resurrection of Jesus, though. Right. Our resurrection, when the first resurrection, as the Bible refers to it. So. All right. Well, it's yeah. all, it ought to be interesting. Um, I know that people land all over the place on this thought. Lots of so. people that follow this program do not believe in our teaching of a post-tribulation rapture. So do you think they'll check out or will they stay to listen? I, I hope they stay and I hope that they, uh, you know, listen to, to what we have to say. Because what I've tried to do today is come at this from a different uh, angle than what we normally do. And some of the scriptures we normally talk about, I left out this time, but we're going to talk about the main ones because we do talk about Matthew 24 quite a bit. And that's where we get a lot of information. But we're going to look at some other things as well. So... Um, try to come at it from a different uh, angle this time than what we normally do. So let's, we'll see how we do, see what people think. And, you know, we're always open for discussion on this. If anybody ever has questions about it and they want to contact us, you can email us or call us and we'll be happy to talk to you about it. So anyway, that's why we're doing this today. I thought, what, what better time? When I mentioned it to you this morning, you know, we probably ought to do a program about the timing of the rapture. And you said... I was thinking that yesterday. So there you go. I was. Right in the middle, we were talking about if the final seven years would begin in 2023. Mm -hmm. And I thought we probably ought to talk about being rapture ready. Yeah, absolutely. So here we are, going to provide proof that the rapture is post-trib, not pre-trib. Like what, I mean, if you go on YouTube or if you turn on your TV Mm -hmm. and go to the religious programming... I don't know that you're going to find hardly anyone talking about it being post-trib. So we're really going against the grain here today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
against the grain with most, I, I would say probably, wouldn't you say maybe 80% and maybe higher maybe more. Uh, denominations out there and pastors even in different denominations believe in a pre-trib rapture because of what they were taught through Clarence Larkin's teachings of uh, dispensational truth and then through Tim LaHaye and some of his teachings and the books that he wrote. Uh, that's where a lot of people get their information because not a lot of pastors understand the book of Revelation. So It's a high percentage for sure. I don't know if yeah. it's 80, but it might be higher than that. Yeah. Um, will you go to hell if you believe the rapture is pre-trib? Or I guess, how about the people that are pre-trib? Will you go to hell if you believe it's post-trib? No, it's not a salvation issue. Of Your, your view on the rapture is not a salvation issue, luckily. Thank goodness. But I mean, you could. So be, everybody's safe in regards to what you believe about the time. Well, as far as salvation goes, if you know, it, it's not going to bear anything on you if you're going to get into heaven or not because of when you believe the rapture is going to happen. But if if you were tricked into taking the mark of the beast because you thought we were going to be taken out of here before it could be implemented, that that would have <laughs> kind of some severe. Uh, Ramifications. Well, I thought we said you can't be tricked into taking the mark of the beast. So you're going to have to pledge allegiance on purpose. The reason why you can't be tricked into it is because we're going to be screaming and hollering and letting people know this is the mark of the beast. Don't take this. But if you thought you were going to be raptured out of here and you thought, oh, those guys don't know what they're talking about and we're not going to be here for the mark and you took it because you think it's a great idea to take this thing that would allow you to pay your bills and buy your food and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess somebody could be kind of fooled into taking it thinking it's a great thing and we're going to be raptured out before that happens so but yes i mean uh, the majority of the people are going to know okay this is the mark of the beast we better not take this because it's in scripture and if you're following us every day you're not going to take the mark of the beast so well it's going to be interesting today it's kind of going to be like the wild west i would say before it's all over um (laughs) just because i know how this goes people get worked up about you know what are you saying the lord's going to beat his bride and no man knows the day or the hour. Are we going to talk right. about any of that? We're going to talk about a little bit of that, yeah. All right. Well, and we're taking people's calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'd love to hear your perspective. We're going to give you proof that the rapture is post-trib. Before we do, Doug, we missed a huge thing yesterday and what we were supposed to talk about. All right. You want to know what it is? Let me know. The Tell call me. screener, Sherry Beard, the the lady that answers the call, the phone when you call in. It was her birthday. Oh my goodness! I didn't think she was here, so we did not highlight it. But she's here today. You can see her on the screen. Yeah, that's who you get when you call in, Sherry Beard. It's a great so, picture of Sherry Beard there. Comment if you're watching online. Comment Happy Birthday, Sherry. Let her know how loved she is. And she is screaming from the booth. We can't hear in here, but they tell us that she is not real thrilled about this. That's a great picture, though. I told her the other day when I saw that picture that she was a rock star. She's I mean, just here for the cake is what it says. Yeah. So yeah. say happy birthday, Sherry, in the comments. Let her know how loved she is for her role here uh, on the End Time Show. She screens all the calls. She lets us know who's calling, what, what their question is, where they're from. That way uh, we can um, communicate uh, with you accordingly when you come onto the show. So we love Sherry. We do. We're sad that we missed her birthday, mm-hmm. but at least we got the photo up today. Yeah, which I and, know and will be we don't want awesome. to make her mad either. Because no, she, anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, she can let anybody through on that. <laughs> if phone you ever line. wanted to talk on the show and you're a little bit crazy, today may be the day that you get through <laughs> Sherry because we put that photo up. But now that's happy birthday, photo. Sherry. Yes, happy birthday, Sherry. All right, Doug. We've got a little bit of time left. What 
we got a break. What should, what would you tell people to, to get them back here on the other side of the break about this? Are they going to hear something they've never heard today? You, you said something about presenting it in a different way. So are you saying we're going to talk about post-trib in a way that we'd never have before? Well, we're going to look more into what the day of the Lord is and kind of bring some of those scriptures in that we normally don't talk about that. But mm-hmm. we're also going to talk about some very familiar scriptures. And depending on time, we may talk about some that you've never heard before. So uh, I found a few today that I thought, man, these are really good and they prove a post-tribulation rapture. So we may get to those. We'll see. My. Well... Don't go anywhere. We're going to have a fun day today. Give us a call, 877 end times the number to join us, 877-363-8463. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw direct fulfillment of this over 2,500 year old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 Endtime. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more end-time Bible prophecy than any other. Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptized in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Today we're giving you proof that the rapture is post-trib. Before we get into that, it's a celebration week here, Doug, because not only is it Sherry's birthday yesterday, the call screener, it's also Dave's birthday tomorrow. Oh, man. Dave Robbins, he's out this week, so we're highlighting him today. He loves smoking brisket. so Yes, he does. Uh, the guys threw a brisket on, on the grill there. 
uh, in honor of Dave. So not only did we wish Sherry a happy birthday, but we need to comment and say happy birthday, Dave. Be sure to tag him as well if you know uh, his handle. Tag him. And um, you know what I thought might be a good birthday surprise for, for Dave, Doug? What's that? What if everyone watching or listening to this went to endtime.com slash UET and bought his new book, Understanding the End Time? <laughs> there you go. How cool would that, that would be? That would make him very happy. He's would, excited about that He book. is. It's a great book. It's the first time ever that yeah. Understanding the End Time has been made available in book form. Yeah. And so... It's a lot of work. I don't know. What he better way to say happy birthday it. to Dave than to, to buy that book and show him how much you appreciate him. So yeah. also comment, happy birthday, Dave. So... Yeah, Proof, Doug. We've already established that what you believe about the timing of the rapture is not a salvation issue. Yeah. So you're not going to hell if you believe in pre-trib and we believe it's post-trib or vice versa. Yeah. We're there. Everything's good in that regard. We still love you. You may be our brother and sister in Christ still. Whatever. That's fine. Where are you at on the tribulation? So people say, and they've already been commenting it, Mm -hmm. you say that, but we can't know the day or the hour. Right. Well, how do we handle that, Doug? Well, for one thing, we don't claim to know the day or the hour. We we understand that we're going to know seasons, but uh, there know, are some that do. Yeah, some people claim that they know exactly when it's going to happen, and a lot of times they'll say it's going to happen on September twenty third, and they say it just about every year <laughs> because that's around the time of the feast of uh, the tabernacles and the feast of trumpets. The feast of tabernacles, the feast of trumpets, are pretty much right there together. It's kind of the same feast there, but uh, a lot of people believe that the rapture will occur on the Feast of the Trumpets because other feasts were, uh, you know, in correlation with what was going on. Feast of Passover, uh, you know, the Feast of Pentecost and those things. Uh, so those things are, yes, they are uh, relevant to that. And it could happen. I mean, we're not saying that it won't happen at a Feast of Trumpets uh, because God could fulfill it however he wants to. But... As far as knowing the day or hour, we don't know the day. At least at this point in time, we can't know the day. Uh, We just know a timing. We know seasons and things like that. We'll talk about that within Scripture here. But when Jesus was saying that, who was he saying that to, Vince? The disciples. Yeah, and so the word that was used there was knoweth, right? And so tell us a little bit about that, because I've heard you talk about that before. Well, I have talked about it a little bit, because I know that... You know, one thing that we've taught here is that it's not that no one will ever know. Right. He's saying, you don't know right now. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that perhaps we didn't understand then Mm -hmm. that we understand now. Right. And so could this be one of those? Yeah, absolutely. Because remember, even Daniel was told, Daniel, close up the words of thy book because they're not for you to understand. They're for the people of the end time. And so Daniel was writing prophecy 2,000 years before that was not for Daniel's time. It wasn't for Daniel. It wasn't for his, his time period. And it wasn't even for the time of the disciples at that point. Jesus references Daniel's teachings and says these are things to look for. He gives them things, but he tells his disciples specifically that no man knoweth. That word knoweth means that no one at that particular time when he's saying that knew and uh you know but the book of revelation hadn't even been written yet that's right and and the other thing is is that you know i mean jesus had not yet uh been crucified and buried and risen again and glorified so he was saying that at that point he couldn't even tell them that because he didn't you know share that knowledge with them at that point but god knows now right jesus 
who has been uh, resurrected and been glorified and, uh, you know, will come back one day. You think he doesn't know what day he's coming back now? Of course he does. So, you know, those are things that, you know, we need to think about. But the the main thing is that um, we can know because Paul makes us understand that. Because uh, when Jesus is talking to the disciples, like we said, he's talking to them in that day and time. But then Paul says in First Thessalonians chapter 5, he's talking about this particular time. And he says, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For well, that's they, another thing. Yes. It Go comes ahead. as a thief in the knife. You don't, uh, in the night. No one knows when a thief is coming to their house or else it would never work, right? That's exactly right. That's what people, you know, are, are looking at and they're gathering from that. Okay, so we can And then can't they stop know. reading and say... Right. That's and, it. And so there's so much more there that Paul says. And Paul says, but when they say uh, peace and safety, that sudden destruction cometh upon them as uh, travail a woman... Uh, with a child, and they shall not escape. And he says, but ye brethren, talking to the brethren, the people that know their God, are not in the darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. So he says, we're not, we're not going to be overtaken by as a thief. He says, for all the children, you are children of the light and the children of the day and not children of night or darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. So he gives us an idea of what we need to be doing. We need to be watching for this day because he says that day's not going to take us like a thief in the night because we're going to understand seasons and times. He says, I don't even need to mention those to you right now because that day's not going to take you like a thief in the night. Now, Doug, yesterday we said, I think it was yesterday, we said, you know, we shouldn't be standing there looking up into the sky waiting on the rapture to happen, waiting on his second coming. Right. But now we're saying... And, of course, Scripture says that we should watch. So what are we contradicting ourselves, or what's the clarity on that? Well, the clarity on it is, Vince, we can't be so worried about the timing of the rapture and, and looking for that day that we're not doing God's work. That's what, you know, we were talking about. You need to be, uh, instead of, you know, preparing for the rapture to happen, you need to be preparing for uh evangelizing and helping people understand what Jesus is. Yeah, exactly what he said needed to happen, that the end wouldn't even come until the, this gospel was preached into the outermost parts of the world. And so we have to reach the entire world with this message and get as many people in the kingdom of God as we can before this time comes. So if we're so worried about the timing of the rapture that we're not doing God's work, uh, that's when you know we, we mess up, we stumble, and we're not doing what we need to be doing. So we need to be focused on the kingdom of God and helping others get into the kingdom of God. But uh, we can look around and see the things that are happening. Things we talk about every day on this program are leading us to understand we are getting closer and closer to the return of the Lord. But it's not going to be, you're going to be zapped out of here at any moment. And that's what we want to help clarify today. So I always said end time could do, I didn't always say, I recently started saying end time could start a mattress company and we could sell mattresses <laughs> and we could say... Sleep like the rapture is not going to happen tonight. There you go. Would you buy that mattress, Doug? Um, yeah, You already sure. sleep that way, I, right? You don't need that mattress. I, I do sleep pretty well, <laughs> not worried about the rapture happening. So, All right. Well, hey, uh, don't forget to share this video and love the video. Give us a heart instead of the blue thumbs up. And then also comment. Wish Sherry a happy birthday. Wish Dave a happy birthday. 
maybe stay on topic today if you'd like. What do you believe? Is the rapture pre, post? Some people believe mid. So how about commenting that? What do you believe? When the rapture will happen? Is it pre, mid, post? Tell us in the comments what you think. Now, Doug, we talk a lot about the day of the Lord, too. That's a big topic. What in the world does that mean? I thought every day was the Lord's day. Right. So there's a specific day that Paul is talking about. And he said in that scripture just before that the day of the Lord would not take us like a thief. So the day of the Lord is what comes as a thief. Right. So we need to understand what the day of the Lord is. So there's tons of scriptures about the day of the Lord, but I put a few there and I thought maybe I do you want to read those? You want me to read? I'll do whatever you say, Doug. Well, you go ahead and read some of those, and and we'll look at those. Because I just put a few that kind of help people understand what that day looks like. Isaiah 13, 9. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. Joel 1, 15. Alas, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and as destruction from thee, Almighty, shall it come. Joel 2, 31. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood. Before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. Amos 5.20 Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark, and no brightness in it? Acts 2.20 The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. Okay, so we can gather a lot from these scriptures. And one of them is that it's going to be a dark day, that there's going to be signs in the sun and the moon. They're going to be darkened. But it's also going to be a day of great and fierce Wrath. It's letting us know that the judgment of the Lord is going to happen then. Okay, so that's the day of the Lord. It's also known as uh, the day of, of Christ. And so we'll look at that now because Paul is telling us that in his time, when he was speaking to the church of uh, Thessalonica, he tells them uh, uh, obviously there was somebody teaching that the day of the Lord was at hand and that the rapture was getting ready to happen. And so Paul sets them straight there. And this is Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he is... So that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Okay, so in this scripture, he's saying this is the topic, the subject that's got him even talking about any of this. That he says, don't be troubled that the, by the day of the Lord, that the day of the Lord is at hand and that we are about to be gathered unto him. So he tells us the coming of our Lord Jesus is the day of the Lord and that we're going to be gathered to him. That's the same event. He's saying... Don't let anybody worry you about that because there's people teaching that the day of the Lord is at hand and that the Lord is coming soon and we're going to be gathered to him. He was saying that is not going to happen until two different things happen. And one of them is there's a great falling away. And then the second well, one some is... Some people believe that's already happened. Yeah, we, we believe that's already happened. We believe that happened in the dark ages. So that's already happened. Yeah. And then what's the second thing? The second thing is that the man of sin be revealed. So this is speaking of the Antichrist. 
And we know that because we have other scripture that's going to prove that to us here in a minute. But he says that he opposeth and exalteth himself above God so that he's worshipped as God and he sits in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. So this that he's describing there is the abomination of desolation. That's the act that he's describing. When the man of sin is revealed, this is the abomination of desolation. He's saying that the gathering together with the Lord in the air can't happen until after that event happens. So if we've had the great falling away happen already, and we're waiting for the man of sin to be revealed, we're right there. We know what we're waiting for. And we know when that happens because Daniel 9.27 tells us that there's something very specifically that's going to happen that's going to produce this abomination and desolation that Paul's talking about. And didn't you say the man of sin is Donald Trump? I did not say that. <laughs> Just, we have not come out with that yet, right? No, because we don't know who he is And yet. we probably won't be saying that, but no. nonetheless, yes. uh, who is the Antichrist? It's always a great question to ask. Um, Daniel 9.27, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Yeah, so these scriptures are giving us a timeline there. We understand that there's going to be a final seven years. So somebody... Somebody sent me a message and said, hey, you guys, y'all go from saying there's seven years to there's only three and a half. No, we don't. What we say is there's going to be a final seven year period. And in the middle of that final seven years, this man of sin is going to be revealed. He's going to stop the animal sacrifices. He's going to set up the abomination of desolation, which is where he declares that he's God. And the Bible says then the great tribulation begins. And so there is a final seven years. But the first three and a half years appear to be peace and safety. Remember what Paul said. When they say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction comes upon them. So they're going to be lured into this belief that they have this peace and safety and this agreement. Israel is going to be able to build their temple. They're going to be able to start animal sacrifices. Then the Antichrist is going to be revealed. So how do we prove that the abomination of desolation was what Paul was talking about in 2 Thessalonians? Well, that's in Daniel eleven thirty one and also 36. It describes exactly what Daniel just talked about in nine twenty seven. An arm shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. And then later in 36, it says, And the king shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself, and magnify, magnify himself above every god, and shall speak marvelous things against the God of gods and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished for that is determined shall be done. Now that happened in 70 AD, right? (laughs) That's what some people believe, but we're going to look at scripture that's going to prove that hasn't happened yet. But we can't do it now because they're coming up on a break. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. I told you it's going to be like Wild Wild West today. There's not many lines open. So if you want to get on, you better call 877-END-TIME-NOW, 877-363-8463. When Sherry answers, make sure to tell her happy birthday. Uh, you know, this show's so wild, Kate's even texting me things to say oh, today. Oh, man. And you know she's vowed not to do that. So whew, who knows what will happen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 in time. That's 800-363-8463. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Now available is the Get Clear Prophecy Bundle. Dave did a show, uh, did a lesson called The Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. Doug did the two witnesses, and I did Warn the Jews. And that is available for pre-order, the physical DVDs, at endtime.com slash clear. And it's free with a donation of any amount. So go to endtime.com slash clear today to pre-order that. Or you can call 800-363-8463 and get the Get Clear Prophecy Bundle. This will give you clarity about the days just ahead. So it's something you definitely need to receive. Give us a call about today's show. We're giving you proof that the tribulation is post-trib. The number to join us is 877 time. We'll be getting to calls here momentarily. There's a few more points that we want to cover before we do that. Doug, where do we go from here? So Matthew 24, right? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll go there, but let me just explain something really quickly so that we understand that. So in, in Matthew 24, 15 through 21, we hear Jesus says, When you shall therefore see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, let those who be in Judea flee. We talked about this a lot yesterday because that's how we understand there's going to be a sharing arrangement there. But then he says in verse 21, For then there shall be great tribulation such as never has happened before, never shall happen again. So he tells us that that event that Paul's talking about, that uh, man of sin being revealed, that that event causes this great tribulation. Then we can go to Matthew twenty four twenty nine because of time and because we have a full bank of calls and go to Matthew twenty four twenty nine through 31 because Jesus gives you a very big detail there. So Vince, take well, it We'll away. just start the first four words immediately after the tribulation. Key word there. Which one is it, Doug? After. Yeah, it's like immediately after. Okay, yeah. immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. 
Okay, now, now folks, listen to me very carefully for a second. I am not giving you my opinion. We have read Scripture. Up to this point, we've given you Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. So listen, Vince just read the exact same event that happens in the day of the Lord, the wrath, the fierceness of His wrath. Remember, the sun's going to be dark and the moon won't give its light. The stars fall from heaven. All those things were in those Old Testament scriptures about the day of the Lord. Then 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul says about the day of the Lord, he says that we will be gathered together with Him on the day of the Lord. So he lets you know it's at His coming, we'll be gathered And he talks about the day of the Lord. Then Matthew 24, Jesus himself says immediately after the tribulation of those days. And then he gives you the signs and the sun and the moon and the stars. The same thing about the day of wrath. But instead of talking about his wrath on this part right here, he talks about sending his angels and the sound of a trumpet to gather his elect. That's exactly what Paul was talking about. It's the same day, folks. And we're not giving you an opinion. That's Scripture. We're giving you Scripture. So I'm not teaching you what Clarence Larkin said, you know, 50 years ago in his book, or what I learned in theology, because guess what? I didn't go to theology school for this stuff, and I didn't go to seminary, I mean, seminary either. So what I did was I studied the Word of God and understood these things. And this is right there. It's in the Word of God. It says it right there that he does it at that point, immediately after the tribulation of those days. Well, that's like the third or fourth resurrection, isn't it? Well, it's very good that you bring that up, especially since Kate told us, do not leave the Scripture out, right? That's what Kate was telling us. You've got to use this Scripture today. She won't be mad at me because I didn't say what she said. Kate, don't be mad at me. You know I love you, sweetheart. All right, so Revelation 20, 4 through 6 says... And I saw the thrones of them that sat upon, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. Okay, so, so far, these people were just killed for their witness and for the word of God. But then it says, And they had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither received the mark upon their foreheads or their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Now, these people were killed, folks, because they refused the mark of the beast. So that means the mark of the beast was given out, and it means that they said, no, I'm not going to take it, and they were beheaded because they refused to take the mark of the beast because they loved Jesus Christ so much. Now, look at what it says next. The next scripture says, But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. And then referring back to these people who had their heads cut off, it says, this is the first resurrection. The first resurrection happens with people who refuse the mark of the beast. Okay, And if that's the first resurrection, there can't be a resurrection before that. There's no secret coming of God. There's no surprise visit. There's no rapturing saints out before any of this starts because the mark of the beast is not given until the final three and a half years, which is the great tribulation. And so you can't refuse to take the mark if the mark hasn't been given out yet. These people are the first resurrection. Well, how do you know that that's referring to the first resurrection? 
Look at what it says again. Remember, it says that the souls of those that have been beheaded, they ruled and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Now look at verse 6 in Revelation 20. Blessed and holy is he that hath part of the first resurrection. On such the second death have no power, but they shall be priest of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So the first resurrection includes people who refuse to take the mark of the beast. It's not just those people, but it includes those people. And we're going to live and we're going to rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years in our glorified bodies. So, great reference, Kate. Thank you very much. I didn't put that in the notes today because I had so many other things that I was kind of going through, so I didn't put that in the notes today. But that's good. Thank you, Kate, for sharing that with us and getting us to use that. goes along with exactly what Jesus was saying there about at the end of the tribulation. So, now we can move wherever you want to move. We got through that part. It's time for the wild, wild west, which is the phone calls. (laughs) All right, let's do it. You ready for this? Sure, why not? All right, we have just two open lines. So, if you want to join us today, uh, we're providing proof that the rapture is post-trib. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Ask a question, whatever you'd like. Give us a call, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. When you do call, make sure you tell Sherry Happy birthday. It is her, what, 25th birthday or so, Doug? Probably. Yeah, something like that. Um, actually, I won't say her age. I think no. I know what it is. But Don't. Um, nonetheless, wish her a happy birthday when you call. We'd love for you to join us on the show. We're going to go to Florida now. Anna is watching there. Anna, welcome to the End Time Show. Welcome, guys. Hi, Doug. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Anna? I'm fine. Hi, Vince. Hello. I just I wanted to make a comment. Um, you had talked about, um, you know, the problem with the pre-trip is I grew up in a, I came out here, I've been here 30 years, and I ended up at a church when I first got here, of old-fashioned Pentecostal church pre-trip, okay? And, and I, you know, it's a, dis, it's a disservice for us Christians to not search and not read the Bible and not study the Bible and depend what a pastor is telling you. That's why we need to read the Bible, search the Bible, study the Bible, and get into the Bible and have the Holy Spirit guide us. I came from a church that uh, when I was new, especially the newcomer, and you're like, oh, you're in awe. It's like your first love. And you're listening, you know, the pastor is saying this because they, they were taught that in the 1940s and 1930s and 50s. So that's and they're going to stay stuck with that. There's a reason why, you know, you know, lose people, blah, 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 blah. So we have to, we have to do, do our own. It's, you know, we're responsible for our salvation. Mm-hmm. We can't depend on man or no one. Um, that's why we have to do our own studying um, and, and study the Bible so we can, we can know what you're saying. You know, I, I grew up all these years thinking, oh, my Lord, you know, you're coming before, before all this. And, and not until I, I listened, heard you guys in 2020, where I picked up the book, my Bible, Matthew, and I read and I read and I read. And there's so many things that we can do to, to you know, to spread the word. We don't have to be in another country. We can be here and, and evangelize to people. We don't have to have all these, these this word or, you know, we can give out tracts. We can, 
We can talk to them. We can put tracks on. Uh, I do it on windshield wiper on the windshield. Yeah. You know, you know. And I put a little saying behind my my tracks, and 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 that's how it is. Yeah. But I appreciate you guys talking about the pre-trip, and a lot of people think that. You know, I can do what I want, and I'm going to be this, and I'm going to, I, you know, I'm going to commit sin because I'm going to have another chance. That's a bad way of thinking that yeah, you absolutely. can do whatever you want as a Christian. Yeah. You can go out there and smoke and dance and party, and, and God, God knows our heart. He knows our thinking, and He's watching us. So we got to be careful, really, in the ministry at church, what we do out there. Right. Well, you know, know Anna— a lot of pastors believe that the wrath of God is the tribulation, and that's where they get tripped up because Scripture tells us in Revelation twelve fourteen that the wrath uh, of Satan is the tribulation because if you look, it starts really in uh, twelve twelve. It says, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them, but woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath, because he knows his time is short. So it tells us that he knows his time is short and he's filled with wrath. Mm-hmm. And then 14 tells us that his time is for a time, times, and a half a time. That's the exact timing that we're given in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. Mm-hmm. And in Revelation 13, uh, it talks about a 42-month period where he makes war against the saints. So the wrath of Satan is the tribulation, not the wrath of God. The wrath of God is poured out uh, at the time in Revelation chapter 16. And so, um, anyway, those, that's why some of those pastors that you're talking about, they get tripped up. They, they're confused with what the wrath of Satan is and what the wrath of God is. Thank you for your call, Anna. We appreciate it very much. We are right up against a break, so we don't have time to go to another call just yet, but we will be getting to the calls on the other side of the break, you can join us, too, at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, one thing Anna mentioned there was she was talking about, you know, living your life however you wanted and then saying, I'm going to get right later. Now, mm-hmm. one thing about being post-trib is we get accused of that. Like, you don't know that the rapture couldn't happen at any moment. So yeah. why couldn't you just go sow your wild oats and then when you see the signs happening... You can get right with God. How do we combat that? People better start getting right with God right now because there's a lot of signs happening. So, well, we, uh, you, you know, know, we talk about that every day, but that that doesn't really, uh, you know, pose a problem if you really love the Lord and you're really seeking God. You want to live for God and do those things, but uh, you know, I mean, that has no bearing on me of when the rapture happens. I'm going to be living for God now. Like I said, we need to be preparing for this stuff to happen but not dwelling upon it all the time. Well, and we'd say be rapture ready at all times. At all times. We don't think the rapture is going to happen any moment, Right. but there's no telling what could happen. There's a lot of people who thought they had tomorrow and they were not gifted tomorrow. So be ready at all times. Uh, We have um, an article posted at endtime.com slash reborn. tells you what to do to be born again and to be ready for the rapture. We'll be right back after this break. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, 
And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Give us a call. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We're giving you proof that the rapture is post-trib. So give us a call. Uh, before the show is over, one more time, I want to make sure we give a shout-out to Dave Robbins. It is his birthday tomorrow, and so we wanted to celebrate it today. Tell him happy birthday in the comments. Go to his Facebook page, send him an email, all the stuff you guys have. I think you even have his cell phone number at this point, but I won't give that out just in case. <laughs> Tell Dave happy birthday. So Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is his birthday, but go ahead and blow him up starting today uh, in a figurative sense before you yeah. get blocked for a comment like that. But uh, let's go to Tennessee now. John is watching. John, welcome to the End Time Show. Nanu, nanu, Earthlings. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, what you has guys happened? are looking great. Thank you. Taking Joe's line. However, I'm disappointed you're not sticking with the matching uniforms kind of thing. Well, <laughs> I think that yeah, lent an air of you know something there. That was an accident completely. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I almost brought a book of Mormon with us that day, but you almost oh, did. Oh man, I didn't even well, ride my bicycle. Had to also brought a couple of hats. <laughs> True. Mm. Anyway, great show you're doing today. Thank you. Mostly, I have found when talking to people who are uh, adamant about having a pre-trib rapture, that they retort back to you that, well, that means you think that you can just get away without being, you know, ready and just bide your time, but of course not. We all have to be absolutely ready to do what we have to do at the moment because, like you say, we're not promised tomorrow, and we may end up being one of the dead that rise in Christ first. So you always got to be ready to go. Amen. But I've always had this feeling from some people that it's going to be a large psychological impact when they run up against the fact that the uh, tribulation is occurring and they're still firmly planted on the ground. So we've got to be ready to help these people to get it into their head no your preacher did not lie to you no he was just teaching you what he was taught and you were telling people the same thing you were taught but don't worry about it as long as you're ready to go as long as you're saved and in position and you believe in Jesus Christ when the rapture does happen or if you happen to die before that you're ready for heaven they're going to pick you up when the trumpet blows Amen. but anyway I just wanted to get my two cents in there because I've run into a lot of people who are they think that there's no way that God would be to his bride and I don't believe he would but Jesus has told us what's going to happen and by the way 
absolutely. So, I uh, thanks for the time to go on there. It was great talking to you, and live long and prosper. <laughs> Thank Likewise, you, John. John, your voice is sounding great. <laughs> yeah. So, so good to hear from you. Always love oh, it when it you call. Good to be able to talk again, and I got my singing voice back. And well, we'll have to hear that did, one uh, day. because he lives at karaoke and nice. has some people crying. So I think I'm getting back there. Well, praise Wonderful. God, that's awesome. All right, thank you, John. We appreciate it. We're going to go to Texas now. Deborah is watching in Texas. Deborah, welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, how are you, gentlemen, today? We are better than we deserve. Hey, I'm blessed. Good. <laughs> anyway, um, I had a question, really. Um, you know, it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And it also says when the silver cord breaks, you know, the the pot, or when the pot breaks, the silver cord separates or something like that. You know what I mean? But anyway... Um, if that's true, then who's rising first? Aren't you? Haven't you already risen? If if you're with God already. Well, there. So yes, I mean, you. The scriptures tell us. Uh, I can't remember exactly uh, where it's at in Thessalonians, but it says that uh, if we believe that those who are resting. Uh, are are indeed dead in Christ and we believe that God also rose Christ from the dead that we'll believe that God will also send those who are asleep with Christ when he returns and so those souls are with Jesus he's going to bring those souls back the dead in Christ will get their their glorified bodies first their heavenly bodies first those bodies will rise up they'll have their souls united with that heavenly body and then we who are alive and left will be changed like it says, in the flash and the twinkling of an eye, from mortal to immortal. So those who are dead in Christ, who are asleep in Christ right now, they're going to come back with Christ, and they're, they're going to get their heavenly bodies. So we see that as well in Revelation 11. When you look at uh, Revelation 11 and you see the two witnesses that have been lying in the street dead for three and a half days, it says that the... Uh, spirit of the Lord enters into them and they hear come up here and they rise up and their enemies watch them go up into the clouds. Well, that's the exact same thing that the disciples watch when Jesus ascended into the clouds. Right there, it's letting us know that the dead in Christ are those two witnesses. They're part of the dead in Christ. They rise first because the scripture then says, and in the same hour there was a great earthquake, and then it says, and the seventh trumpet sounded, and the kingdoms of this world now become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and it's time to reward your uh, prophets and your servants, the saints. And so it tells you right there that all that happens together at the seventh trumpet. And so the dead in Christ rise, being those two witnesses, are, are the first right there. And then when the trumpet sounds, we get our bodies, our heavenly bodies. We'll be glorified at that point. Okay, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thanks, Deborah. God bless you. All right, we're going to go to Indiana, my home state. Frank is watching there. Frank, welcome to the End Time Show. Frank is no longer with us, so... Um, too bad on my home state, but yeah, we'll go. go to Kansas, which is close. Uh, Sandy, welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, thank you. I have a question. Well, first a comment and then a question. Out here in Kansas, I run into a lot of hostility if I try to tell people that the uh, 
tribulation is not coming till after. That's everywhere, Sandy. I mean, the the rapture is mm-hmm. coming after the tribulation, and they always say, "Well, you can stay here if you want to, but I'm leaving." Right. But I've decided the main reason they think that after talking to them is, one, they don't understand that there's history in those seals. Am I saying that like the seals? You know, the World War One, the World War Two, and the trumpets. Yeah. And, and they they think that that is all happening when uh, the tribulation starts. Right. And that's why I'm so grateful that Brother uh, Baxter taught us that those were things that happened in history, and I love mm-hmm. that he took it right off the news, you know, the, the very current and popular newsstand, you know, the magazines. Absolutely. He said it was brilliant, and it all fits together so well. And also they, they believe, like you said, that that all those horrible things are uh, going to happen during the tribulation when Jesus is punishing everybody. Yeah. But that's actually the wrath of Satan. Right. So my question is, I don't really get anywhere talking to Christians because they all believe in the pre-trib rapture, the ones I've talked to. And I, and I was taught that, too, in my church, but I never could see it. I just couldn't see it. It wasn't there. But I was thinking, you know, of maybe making a track, having it printed. We actually, don't we have out? some tracks, Vince, available that talks about the rapture? Do we have those? I think we do, but the title is not uh, coming to my mind right now. But, um, of course, we have dozens of of web pages it's when will the rapture happen is the brochure yeah yeah so we do have those available sandy you can give us a call at 800 end time and get some of those of course that web page is available as well there's a number of uh, website pages that we have on the rapture and of course we've done many shows so there's all sorts of content that you can share whether it be online or that brochure of course we have dvds and uh, quite a number of things. So call us at 800 in time and ask how we can, uh, what type of resources we have in that regard. Thank you so much okay. for your call, Sandy. Uh, we've got to move fast because we're running against uh, the end of the show here. So we're going to go to Missouri now. Teresa is watching there. Teresa, welcome to the End Time Show. Hi. Listen, um, I got a question that might go along with um, uh, post-tribulation rapture. In Revelation 22.11, it talks about the wicked are going to stay wicked, the righteous are going to stay righteous, and then it talks, it goes on further about Jesus saying, and, and I'm coming, you know. And I'm just wondering if these people who think that they're going to get, uh, you know, raptured out ahead of time, uh, if there might not be a time when these deluded people, these ones that want to be deluded, are going to be sealed with their own delusion, and, you know, there's no way to get out of it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just a. It's just a thought. I, I would yeah. never ever go along with a pre-trib rapture, considering uh, historically the church has always suffered persecution, and of course this persecution that's coming is not coming from God. It's coming from the devil. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't know why you would expect to get raptured away from the devil. You know, let him have his due, and then let Christ come and and rescue us. Right. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, Teresa. All right, we got to move quickly again. Joe, the Joe Show, actually, not just any Joe. The right. Joe Show. You <laughs> got about a minute, Joe, but we had to squeeze you in. Okay. I'm just curious 
when you come across people that bre- believe the pre-trib, what's, do they ever enter into discussing what scriptures they have to back to back up their point of view? Because I've never come across anyone that wants to really discuss this. Right. I haven't found too many of them. Now, we were listening to some uh, pastors kind of talk before the program today just to see what they believe on the pre-trib side. And they kept saying they had scripture that could back up what they're saying. But they hem-hauled around so much that we really didn't get to very much of the scripture. I know that one of them is... Uh, the wrath where they say, you know, we're not uh, going to be subject to God's wrath. And that's why I mentioned the wrath situation a while ago and why some pastors are uh, kind of uh, convinced the other way because they see that and they think that the tribulation, like the lady was just talking, is the entire uh, seven-year period there and that the seals and everything happen in a chronological order and they do not. And we have scripture that proves that. Um, we just don't have time to go into that today to show everybody there. But I do have some of that in my notes that I was going to share with folks to let them see, you know, that there are certain events that we see that happen in the seals, in the trumpets, in the vials. It lets us know that the sixth and seventh seal are the return of Jesus and the rapture. The seventh trumpets, the return of Jesus and the rapture and the seventh seal or the seventh vial is the return of Jesus in the rapture. And so those are real easy and clear to see when you read those scriptures side by side and put them there together and look at them. If you don't do that and realize they're the same event, then you've got Jesus coming back three or four times, and that's not going to happen, and we know that for sure. Yeah, because I've never come across anyone that can back up this nonsense of pre-trib and be able to scripturally quote scriptures, Mm -hmm. you know, and going back 50 years ago when I met Dr. James McKeever, he wrote a book 50 years ago called Christians Will Go Through the Tribulation. And he didn't have, you know, he wasn't like Irvin. He was in the ministry full time. But he did the research. And it started from some old lady 150 years ago <laughs> right. having a dream. Yeah. Before that, it was not, it, there was no such thing as a pre-trib. And they're basing this on some woman going to a church meeting and saying, Joe, I got to cut you off. We're we're right at the end here. I'm so sorry. Uh, Thank you for your call. Well, we didn't get to cover half of what we had prepared because time just slipped away. But uh, we have got a lot more content about the rapture and the timing of it and the great tribulation. Go to endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. If you simply search rapture, you're going to get thousands of results that's available for you for free because of generous partners that give every single month at endtime.com slash give. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. Thanks so much.